welcome to... I'm talking here! With me, Aaron Day. And me, Rob Brent. And here's Adam. Adam! Hello. Hello, Adam. I'm good. I'm fit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fit. Are you okay? <laughs> Just having a laugh you in jumped, your face. Jump the gun there. Like we meant to ask you how are you first before you. I know. <laughs> so you don't want us to ask. Adam, are you well? I'm good. One of these days, are you ever going to ask us how we're doing? No, because we always seem to ask you. That's why I was jumping the gun. Uh. It's going to happen. <laughs> how are you, Rob? I'm good. I'm much better than last week. I feel. I feel much better. Uh, I've had quite a quite a nice day. How are you, Aaron? Before we get to me, have you had your lem zip? Did you have I, your lemsip? I, I did have did quite have a few lemsips. Lemsips, did you have some Benlin? Yeah, well, the back end of last week was lemsip city. Did you have a hot toddy? What's that? You know, the, the hot whiskey drink that people, that old people used to drink to you get over cold. You said I'm an old person. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you like traditions. I didn't. I went all la-di-da. And, and I had a cold gin. A cold gin? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how I are you? <laughs> I don't think a cold gin can help with no. getting over a cold. Yeah, it can. Uh-huh. Am I still ill? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, okay, that's right. how science works. The guy invented Vaseline. <laughs> yeah. He used to eat Vaseline. He used to eat... <laughs> Maybe it's Vaseline. <laughs> the guy who... Because uh. he said also healing properties, so he had a spoon for the Vaseline every day, mm-hmm. and he was never ill. Well, that's the thing. So it's really hard to disprove, mm-hmm. then, your, your mad idea of eating Vaseline. Yeah. Did he used to like coat himself in it as well? So like, when he was really ill, he would just smear his entire body <laughs> in Vaseline. This sounds like the Greasy Strangler. Oh God! Film. Oh, <laughs> you never, you never seen the have you, <laughs> does he, have you heard, is that what Vaseline you, led to? Murder. Yeah, have you seen the, have <laughs> What you seen, a piece of work! Have you seen the film The Greasy Strangler? I have not, I've never no. even heard of the Greasy Strangler. It's not Strangler. a very good film. And it's, <laughs> It's very gross out. It's just the way you're describing this particular person. The man does he, the Vaseline. Yeah. Does he smear... The greasy strangler, does he smear himself in Vaseline? Well, he smears himself in grease. Why? To um, I don't want to spoil okay, it for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> it was bad, and they were like, well, we were really surprised. <laughs> you it's a were, really good twist. You were asking me, how, how, how yes, am I doing? How are, you? how are you? Can I talk to you about a Halloween party that I went to on the weekend? Of course you can. So I was told that it was Great Gatsby themed. Yes. So Ooh. I thought I would wear a suit... Made yeah. out of like black Money. suit, yes. <laughs> black <laughs> Halloween, Great Gatsby. Combine the two, had a suit yeah. with the with bones on yes. the suit. Yes. So I went along with that. Turns out they had decided to change the theme <laughs> to Peaky Blinders. <laughs> nice. So there I am in a in a full blown suit, like Halloween suit with like bones on it and stuff, looking no very one Great else Gatsby. Has flat caps with razor blades. <laughs> <laughs> Flat caps and braces and like you know big overcoats and all sorts. There's not only fools and horses. And flap, lots like of flapper point. dresses. There's Bridget as well. Jones as well. Bridget Jones yeah. as well. Yeah, but do you know what it is? I looked the bomb. Did you? Yeah. Just at the wrong party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wrong place. Wrong timing. Still looks smart you. as a dart. Though, Better than my fantastic. Halloween party. What was wrong with your Halloween party? I had sick on me. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, is that your costume? Okay. <laughs> it was. I can't think of anything. Just throw up on me. Just... It was by the end of the night. <laughs> was so in... what? What was? What? Okay. Why did you have sick on you? Someone was sick on me. <laughs> did they? Were they in a state of advanced refreshment? No. 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 Just very, well, very ill. I have to say no. Right. Just uh, in case they're listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, sick uh, on you. Sick on me. Well, I came as a disgruntled Primark employee. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because I was still in the Primark uniform. Added to the costume. Yeah, it did. Oh. I used <laughs> Adam, we have a, a kinship over this. I used to work at Primark as did well. You? I thought you were yes. going to say people used to throw up on me all the time as well. No. Oh. But yeah, I used to... I, did you? I, do you know what was interesting? I was always asked to sort out the knicker stand. Oh, well, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, so that's where the obsession started. No. <laughs> This is a He's film not podcast. the greasy strangler. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. So, uh, welcome everybody to the I'm Talking Here podcast with me, Rob and Adam. I'm Aaron Day, obviously. <laughs> um, not just me. Uh, so, today's podcast, we are going to be looking at TV shows that we think should be turned into movies. Yes. And we're also, in relation to that, going to be doing a full spoiler special of our review of El Camino, Mm -hmm. a Breaking Bad movie, which is now available on Netflix. Adam has one of his The Good, The Bad and The Balrons. Yes. Excellent. We're going to do our plot twist reveal, and we'll also do our 30-second recommendations. Fantastic. Are we ready to go? Let's go. Let's blast it. 
So before we continue with our first feature today, it's something special to announce. This is our 20th podcast. High fives all around. High five. Yeah, high five. Right, don't high five yourself. Right. So to celebrate our 20th podcast, we're going to talk about TV programs that we feel. TV special. TV has taken over the film podcast. Except TV in a filmy sort of way yeah we're still going to keep that film element so the likes of obviously Breaking Bad now have Mm -hmm. a Breaking Bad movie yep Uh, The Walking Dead is also set to have I think three films uh, um, to go along with that as well so there's three too many if you ask me oh god I know Um, so there's (laughs) there's now then a trend in terms of TV shows having films but like that in terms of The Walking Dead I would say does not need a film at all but we're going to delve into what TV show does deserve a film what TV show should have that honour of having that film there have we all got films yes. to go? Have you got yes. a film to go? Yes. Do we, you have one, Adam? Well, yes. we usually start off with Adam, and then we get... Oh no. <laughs> and then <laughs> you start pitching. Right, no. We start, we start with Adam. Last week's was brilliant, and you don't appreciate the nuance to it. Well, we're definitely not going to start with Adam there. I think we should start with you, Aaron. Antiques Roadshow. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I've... Bruce's I've, Revenge. I, I have always felt that children's TV programmes largely lend themselves to good quality... Uh, film material. Yeah. So um, for me, I think a, a TV series that I loved when I was a kid that I think should be made into a movie is The Demon Headmaster. <gasps> the Demon the, Headmaster. The Demon Headmaster. I think that would... Because the thing is, is that the great thing about The Demon Headmaster is that it was something that was quite scary when you are a younger person Mm -hmm. and i don't think there's enough horror films out there that fulfill that kind of pg 12a market and i think the concept of the demon headmaster and the central characters around and all that sort of stuff i think if you updated it a little bit as well i think would make for a brilliant film remind me of of the the sort of plot of demon headmaster i know i loved it as a kid just remind us what's going on. Main, I know there's a demon headmaster. So mainly, mainly follows um, a central character who is a student at a school, new student at a school, got there, um, and she, I want to say, was it a he? I can't remember now. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, finds out that their headmaster is effectively um, Beelzebub in disguise, yeah. and the headmaster um, has lots of different um, tricks up his sleeve. Um, to to torture and and manipulate his students. It used to be wasn't it quite serialized though? Like I remember the, the yeah. There, I, being... there was either two or three sort of yeah. what you'd call seasons now of it of like six parters. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. So yours is yours is actually bringing back. Yes. There, so yeah, you'd have a new cast because you couldn't have the same kids. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no. I mean, it, I, yeah, and and I think. Your demon headmaster could be somebody really famous, someone who, but somebody who I, for me, your demon headmaster would be Patrick Stewart. <sighs> yes, he would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I reckon. I'm not, I think I'm getting mixed up as well because there was like a game show, wasn't there? Was Patrick Stewart in a game show? Or am I, I thinking remember. of when he was a Borg? Anyway, I'm getting. Okay. <laughs> You mean Star Trek? No, wasn't this or nothing in Games Master with the massive floating head? Oh, right. Was okay, Zordon. that was. Oh, okay, that was Patrick. Yes. Oh the my guy word! Who likes looking at the stars. Why can't? Yes, he did BBC's Stargazing. And he was. I'm a firestarter. Oh, it's an absolute sacrilege. Yeah. It's a sacrilege that. that I cannot think of that man's surname because he was a legend. Um, I mean, he was he was he was knighted. Yeah. Patrick. Ah, oh, that's gonna kill me. Sorry. That's gonna really annoy you. Sorry, Sir Patrick. I'm not so bad. I think we got my last day. I'm reincarnated. Rob, what about you? Right, okay. I went on a bit of a journey here. I bet you did. Okay. Oh, I definitely did. Okay. Tell us about your journey. So, uh, first of all, I was thinking, right, what are the what are the TV shows that I that I absolutely love? Mm -hmm. And but when I went down that, I was thinking in terms of like the leftovers and um, this was like Bojack Horseman, Fargo, all sorts of stuff like that. And I was thinking, actually, they don't need a film element because they do, already... they do TV so well. And they're already quite cinematic in themselves yeah. already, aren't and they? And I'd say, that especially something like The Leftovers, is a perfectly contained story. Uh, because obviously, Lost, something I absolutely love, I wouldn't want to touch it because it's it's there, it's already there. I don't want to delve back into there. Mm. So then it led me 
in terms of thinking, well, what shows did I like that didn't get the chance to maybe finish off their story mm-hmm. and things like that? So I went with Utopia, with Channel 4 drama series, yeah, which was, was good. fantastic. Um, first, season, first season, definitely. Uh, the second season did some, some interesting things, but I would think it would be fantastic to cap that off. Mm-hmm. However, then I also thought Santa Clarita Diet, which has been recently cancelled, which I really enjoyed, didn't get to finish its story there. Never seen it. it. Was, well, it was a travesty. The one with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, Netflix... Seen that they have, they have terrible shows that they still renew, but for some reason Santa Clarita Diet got cut. Um, I said things that are happening with Netflix. Yeah. Then I went back childhood. I went thinking uh, round the twist, right? With uh, stuff like that, and I thought strange things happen, happen when you go in round the twist, going round doing the stuff twi- like that. Adam at the moment has been got a clue <laughs> what we're this talking well. about, um, and as well the Queen's nose. Yeah, uh, as well, as well, I mean, what a Brilliant. concept! So was Queen's nose, uh, Bernard's fi- watch. Yeah, was that a fifty p coin? Fifty p co- yeah. coin. You rub the nose, you got your wish. But I still remember that, that. I'm sure the last episode I watched of that, someone blew up, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that resolved at all, or whether it did resolve or not. Um, so very harrowing as a kid, the Queen's nose, really terrifying. Um, so you pitched like about 10 different things. I know I have. Here. I'm going through my journey until I okay. land on my final one. And then the other one, there was a TV show called Sliders. You ever heard of Sliders? No. Oh my goodness. Sliders was amazing. Right. Which, was it terrestrial TV? Uh, yes, it was it on BBC, my TV. Was it BBC One, ITV? Oh, it, was, it, it was American show. I'm not sure oh, what okay. it came up on. But it was Sliders. Sliders. So what, every every episode... Um, and I'm guessing Adam's going to do quantum leaps. So I'm going to make that uh, <laughs> already. Um, they would they would go to a different universe. Uh-huh. So you'd have then a setup each time. They would they would then there would be the society works in a different way, and you'd have four of them. Um, and it was just brilliant. So every week he didn't know what to expect, and they were trying to get home, just like quantum leap. And uh-huh. it ended where they never managed to do so. Okay, just like quantum leap. Oh. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, so that would be a good one. However. Then I went with what would be something I would be so excited to see what they would do. And I landed on inside number nine. Oh, yes. Because now the oh. only the only thing with that, right, is that inside num- number nine is very episodic. Yes. So what you could do with inside number nine is effectively create their own version of a Twilight Zone film. Because the thing is, is that you... What's so wonderful about Inside Number Nine is it's wonderfully packaged within a 25-minute yes. episode. Yes, But my thinking with that is that Inside Number Nine, again, it's that sort of sliders element to it where you never know what to expect. Yeah. You've got a general sense in how the show works. Yeah. Uh, there's probably going to be a twist. You probably think you've guessed the twist, and then in the last minute it's like, no, it was this instead. Yeah. But you've got great characters in there. You've got great writing. Very, very funny. But the thing which really got us was when they were doing the live... Halloween right, I was special. just about to mention that. Last uh, year's Halloween oh. special deadline is one of the best things I've seen on television. And how creative and inventive. And yep. they made something, especially in this era, that you needed to watch live. That was yep. a key element to it. And knowing inside number nine, it was one that even before I knew what was going to happen during watching that, where I was thinking, I need to watch this live um, because they'll do something with that concept. Yeah. So based on that, then it's the thing of, I wouldn't want to pitch what they'd, what they'd do for a film but you give them that choice and Steve Pembleton and Reese Shearsmith I just think would create something that would be really unique to that experience yep. and, and really push into um, just a really clever concept uh, and thing to get around. And it doesn't have to then tie in with what's happened before. You've not got an expectation of you know answering all your mysteries for a show or then delving back into a show that's already already caps itself off, already finished, mm. or like in The Walking Dead's case, of just something that is just going and going and going uh, for the sheer spectacle of it. And so. with, within a <clears throat> within a cinema context, without without kind of the BBC restrictions, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. they could go nuts, couldn't yes. they? They they could go really bonkers. Because they're right? very meta as well, so I feel yeah. like they would play with even the concept of cinema. actually going yeah, going to the cinema and you've got an interesting thing now happening with all your streaming services where yeah. where there's is that providing that cinema experience. And I think if anyone could do it in a way that you just wouldn't expect but absolutely love I it would wonder, be those guys. I wonder whether they would be interested in doing something like with Bandersnatch. 
Yes. And do like almost like an interactive yeah. inside number nine film. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they would think, right, we're going to have almost a, you've got a live audience there yeah so what can we do with that before we even think about what story we're going to tell what can we do with this concept here what can we do with what we've been given so when do we tell Pemberton and Shearsmith that they're going to be making this oh I'd, I'd love them to and I mean, they've already got two people that would definitely <laughs> be watching it um, they're just and just to say as well if you've never watched Inside Number 9 it is phenomenal, that yep. show. It is brilliant. And even if you don't like one episode, there, yeah. you can't then think, right, that's me done with the series because it, it doesn't work like that. You then never know what you're going to be delved into. And they go from comedy ones to horror ones to yes. to all sorts of different genres. And they're amazing acting as, as well, like the, the characters that they, they change to. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? With we'll, Sorry, Adam. I feel yeah. like we're kind <laughs> well, of missing you out here. One thing about Inside Number 9 is that for, yeah, they can be on occasions a little bit hit and miss. Yes, um, like f- for ev- there was there were certain episodes within the third series that I wasn't fond of, but then series four they came out with Bernie Clifton's dressing yes. room, and that there's nothing horror about that whatsoever. But it's no. just wonderful storytelling within 25 minutes. And even, even you talking about it there, it yeah. has the effect to give give you goosebumps. Yeah. And because I'm thinking in terms of um, the cast, they, the people they have doing it as well, amazing. Yeah. Sheridan Smith, the, the yeah. episode, the Twelve Days did. of Christine, amazing. La like. <laughs> uh th- There's brilliant ones. Uh, a, a Quiet Night in. Yes. Yeah, are all brilliant episodes. Phenomenal show. Yeah. Adam, have you Adam. seen? Adam, <laughs> I've seen bits of oh. Inside Number Nine. Yeah. Right, it's all on Netflix. Yeah, so just to, jump on there. I don't think the most recent series is on there yet, though. But it might no. be. But anyway, anyway, quantum you, leap. A TV, a, <laughs> no. Adam, a TV show you'd like to see making the movie out. I consider quantum leap, <laughs> okay. right? But in my opinion, films already been done because I've said Source Code was the quantum leap film <laughs> that never <laughs> right, happened. Okay. Do you know what? That's a good point, <laughs> actually, good. Adam. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's about a guy traveling back in time in someone else's body. All it's missing is Ziggy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they missed out there. That's the one they missed out, wasn't it? And essentially, the guys who are back at base are Ziggy. Mm-hmm. So there we go. So I didn't do so quantum, quantum leap. The movie has already happened. It's we already just happened. Didn't realize it. Didn't realize. Like what that. have you got, Adam? So then I'm talking about journey. So the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Not another journey. It'll be a quick one. Then we're talking this morning yeah. about like golf around his dark place. Yes. But my thing was that worked because it was more small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you give it more money, I thought you'll just spend it on useless stuff. Yeah. Um, and not rich <laughs> was he? Um, <laughs> Then, children, I thought, <laughs> Hong Kong Fooey. Right. right. Hong Kong Fooey. But then I went with a series that cancelled after one series. Not many people watched. <laughs> no one knows about it, does it? it was such a good series. It was called Blood Drive. Right. I know this. Isn't this where um, <clears throat> the cars were run by blood? Yes. And it's on sci-fi. It's on sci-fi channel. Yeah. You've got a bit of an obsession with, like, blood. Because you're... <laughs> Your obsession. What can blood be injected into next? Yeah, your 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 Halloween your your pitch Halloween film last week involved was good. people being injected with blood, and I was basically like, "Well, that's that's basically just like give blood." Yeah, but it, it was like yeah. a horror version, wasn't it? Yeah, anyway, anyway, right? Yeah, so blood drive. blood drive. So blood drive. So the premise was basically there's cars in a race, and they are run off blood. So you have to, if you run out, you have to kill people. And like drain the blood, and I'll refuel your car. Oh, flashbacks to last week. Yeah. Right? No, but this was so good. Like it was good because it was like mental and bloody. Yeah. And it was beautiful to watch, like blood everywhere. I'm worried. I'm <laughs> so worried. <laughs> no, but like, you know, like, <laughs> next week, should we just have me and you? Doing no, the right? it was so like it was such a good program. Right? Sorry, next week Adam can't be here. <laughs> so. I'll say a film, right? Because it got cancelled for one series, right? Mm. Uh, for a few reasons. One, like, I can't exaggerate how violent it was. I was surprised that they got away. Well, with... If no one's watching it. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> why. Yeah. But, like, yeah. the whole advert was, this is violent. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, I'll watch it. And it was. But... <laughs> See, in my head, I'm thinking there's elements of Mad Max in there. It was like Mad Max, right, yeah. okay. But, but this... Did it have the quality for it? It did have the quality. Si- no. It, no <laughs> a lot of sci-fi ones have where they know 
they are a bit ridiculous and oh. they play with that concept. Yeah. Oh, also, your quality is different from our quality. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. It was like this sort of self-awareness uh-huh. that was just completely out there with like the sort of like um, explicitness. Right, yeah. Um, and it just, once it knew it was violent, it just completely went there. I think the first scene, someone just like gets a limb pulled off and then like shoved into a car. I think like, the legs are like swinging in the air. There's blood spurting everywhere. Yeah. While there's like a naked woman in the background. This feels, this feels very much like it was basically they took the concept of like Grindhouse, old American yeah. Grindhouse yeah, productions. The adverts were very much presented. Uh-huh. And then, sort of and then spread that across a TV series. Yeah. I think, um, what was the the double Grindhouse ones they had? Planet Terror, Planet Terror, and, and uh, Blood. Death Proof. Death, Death Proof. Proof, yeah. It very yeah. much when the adverts came up, very yeah, much it was distinct Death Proof sort of kind story. of like exploitation mm-hmm. Grindhouse mm-hmm. films. Yeah. So yeah, it was nothing deep, <laughs> but it was just like one of those things where you just sit back, watch, enjoy the violence. Why would it need a film though? I think it's film because it got cut too short. I think I had one series. I do think the more money you can put in. Mm. The more blood. Right. Money. Like, what's that film where they just had... What's that film where it was, like, the record for the most blood ever and it just rained blood? Uh, I, oh. I don't know. It was, know. was it our Evil Dead remake. Oh, yeah, that had a ton of blood in it. Yeah. Right, okay. I'm just thinking, the more we've got, the more, like, out there they yeah, can go with the that's idea. Not, that's not what made that film great. It wasn't the No, no, but I'm just saying that there was lots of blood. But I'm saying, I think the more money behind it and the more cinematic and more... And the more produ- blood. That's what and you the go more the, the, re- the, remake <laughs> the more production. The remake of Evil Dead also had a bucket load of... Oh, I thought that's what you were... That's what I thought film. Oh, right, okay, yeah. But, yeah, I think the more they've got behind it, the more out there they can go... And like they were kind of, it was sort of like self-aware as well, and they're going to yeah. go more of that. Can I make a recommend another thing that I think would make a great movie? Go for it. So, a TV series we all know and potentially love, uh, Biker Grove, oh, right? What are you going to go with this? As a Ken Loach film, I can see it. Biker Grove as a socio-realism <laughs> movie. My He's eyes. got. <laughs> He's got I'm a... blind. <laughs> I'm blind, man. I'm blind, man. <laughs> Ken P- PJ, PJ was blinded due to poor health and safety regulations <laughs> at the paintballing arena. This was due to uh, cuts in. <laughs> this was due to cuts in government spending. It's all there. <laughs> see. So the whole thing is, is Biker Grove as a community like youth centre is on the verge of closing down due to conservative government spending cuts. <laughs> There's your story, told as a Ken Loach film. I'm, I'm with it. You're, you're I'm with it, one. yeah. In fairness, I can't remember what your first one was. No. The Demon Headmaster. <laughs> that was oh, that was <laughs> good for life, as remember. There we go. But yeah, I, I think it goes to show how much good TV is out there. Oh yeah, we are. How much we want. Stuff like Biker Grove to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we do we vote for one, or do we just put them out on the table? Do you want to vote, or should we just leave just it? Just leave them there. Just leave it there. Leave them leave there. there. If um, any of them want to, Ken do Loach film, wants to pick up Biker Grove. I think. Ken Loach. Loach. Is, you think the last two films that Ken Loach has directed have both been based in Newcastle? The most recent one, Sorry We Missed You, and. And the one before that, I Daniel Blake, so both Newcastle based. Yeah. So the next Obvious one, step. In the his, Newcastle trilogy, in his Geordie trilogy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is Biker Grove. <laughs> Surely, he has to. Gotta be. Oh, I'm just imagining Ant and Deck like Ken on Loach be- on benefits. Ken Loach or Antor Deck. <laughs> <laughs> If, if either of you, Antor Deck, <laughs> yeah, not Antan Deck, just Antor Deck, either one of you, if you've got a spare few million quid lying around to make Biker Grove the social realism movie, <laughs> um, we'd be we'd, we'd be up for being extras, wouldn't we? Yeah, I'd be yeah, an yeah. extra. We live local. Mm, mm, shoot yeah. me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, moving on to El Camino. Now, this part of uh, our twentieth podcast, yeah. we are going. Yeah. Yeah. We got fives all round. Yeah. 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 
we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to do this every time I mention the twentieth podcast. What we said. We're going to discuss, and we're going to go into full spoilerific mode on El Camino. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Come a, on! El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Now. Uh, for those of you that have not seen any of the Breaking Bad TV series, first of all, what are you doing with your life? Second, uh, if you want to follow along with our review of El Camino, then feel free to do so. But if, if we will be revealing a lot of things that will that have a direct connection with the TV series. Yeah, it'd be hard not to. Yeah, very hard not to. Um, so, who's going to do the synopsis? Okay, so go for uh, it. Well, straight into spoilers, then, it, so Rob. please block your ears. And spoilers for you, Adam, as well, because you've not seen Breaking Bad or the film. You can't do. You can't Adam, block your ears. For Adam the entire literally time, has his hands. If you want to leave, that's absolutely fine. Wow. So we have yeah. El Camino uh, continues the story of Jesse Pinkman uh, following his escape um, from the, the neo Nazis. Yes, um, and. <laughs> uh, that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> I was Je- trying to think. So <laughs> Jesse, Jesse. So Jesse Pinkman, in played by Aaron Paul, is the is the um, the right hand man of the main character uh, Walter White, played by uh, Brian Cranston, otherwise known as Heisenberg, um, and he is his right hand man throughout the TV series of Breaking Bad. And between the two of them, they create a crystal meth enterprise. Um, by the end of it, worth millions upon mm-hmm. millions upon millions of dollars, um, and at the nearer towards the end, uh, Jesse Pinkman finds himself in a situation where he is um, enslaved. Mm-hmm. Is the word um, to make crystal meth for a neo-Nazi group, um, and he um, and at the end. At the beginning of El Camino, he has escaped from this enclosure, and it's all about effectively the twenty-four to forty-eight hours immediately after that very final episode of Breaking Bad. Yes, it's an epilogue. Yes, yeah, and that's very much how it felt like. Yeah. So, what's our first thing to delve into? So, what were your expectations? Expectations going into it. So, for me, I. I I was never really that fussed about knowing what Jesse Pinkman's story was after that final shot of him kind of screaming with sort of relief in the car as he drives away. I wasn't I wasn't that interested in what the next story was because I was quite happy for him and his escape to be kind of that's it that's mm-hmm. the that's the end of his story. But I so when this came about knowing that knowing that Vince Gilligan was involved with it and well, not just involved with it, but writing and directing it. Um, and knowing that it was kind of going back into that Breaking Bad world, I was excited by it. What about yourself, Rob? Um, yeah, I mean, Breaking Bad as a series was something I absolutely loved. Uh, and it, it's you kind of hit the nail on the head there in yeah. terms of Vince Gilligan. Um, writing and directing and afterwards actually found out that it was a lot from him there was no one forcing him or pushing him into making this it was something that he wanted to do and I think in terms of that ending you had for Breaking Bad especially with Jesse you almost had two options I think this had already been said where either he escaped or he went straight into the arms of the police and I was quite happy with that ambiguity to his character I thought it was very well rounded off so there was almost that apprehension of thinking well I don't want it to do um, too much to, to kind of spoil that end in there yeah. but as well knowing how detailed Breaking Bad is how, how very it does a very good job of making sure that everything counts and, and doesn't often have too big of a left turn um, story wise yeah. uh, to counteract this I thought well it's going to be It'll be fine. It'll yeah. be good if it's amazing and really and uh, really invested in it. But I don't think for a second that it will be bad. And my expectations were exactly how I felt for the film. Yes, yeah. um, I felt that it was. It didn't feel like a movie. No. It felt like a high extended, cut extended yeah. TV episode. Yeah. It, yes, it had cinematic moments in it. I think the the standoff between Jesse and um, this this 
this group of criminals yeah. nearer towards the end of the film, I think was quite cinematic, and I thoroughly enjoyed I that. I think that was fundamentally Breaking Bad. Yes, it very, very much, much so. like that. But my, my issue uh, with it, I suppose, is that Jesse... I think Jesse worked well when he was with someone else, when he's with your other characters like Mike, when he's with Walter. And I think they knew that with this film, which is yeah. why you, you had your flashbacks, so to speak, of these moments. And Aaron Paul, amazed, like acting it, amazing. Yeah, he is very good but in the, this, and he carries the film the, really the, well. The state that he was in was then very hard. I, I wondered, which is why I was saying, with Adam, with you watching it, I wondered how it would be received if this was just taken as a, a film in its film. own right, yeah. which I think is why it was very much a Breaking Bad film was, was a big thing the that they pushed through. To it, like yeah, rather than just being a film. Um, and yeah, and Aaron Paul again in BoJack Horseman, very very good in that, like a phenomenal actor and amazing bits yeah. within this, especially when you're searching for the money and uh, being them hiding. Even the shots in that scene, I thought yeah. were masterful. They were they were really really good to see. But I couldn't help being a bit bored, and I think this hmm. was down to I didn't expect there to be any surprises, but as well, I didn't really want there to be any surprises. No. So a big worry was in terms of Walter White, and I'm glad that they didn't save him, so to speak, because his ending is perfect. It's what makes Breaking Bad yes. such a fantastic piece of, of TV it altogether. It would have been one of the greatest cheats mm-hmm. as well within TV slash film history because if you yeah. had brought back Walter White or Heisenberg as a living character... It would stop being Jesse's film. It would stop being Jesse's film. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, Walter White does appear in this film but as a, as a flashback character. Mm-hmm. And what I quite liked about that scene between the two of them in the diner is that actually it did give you an element that actually Walter did care quite deeply about Jesse and about his future and about what career he was going to take once this whole crystal meth industry thing was over with and you 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 didn't really ever see that in you you more often than not you saw the relationship between Walter and Jesse as a very psychologically and emotionally abusive one. Yeah, uh, in Walter very towards Walter towards yeah. Jesse, and yeah. that's very much what it became. Very hyper, very uh, particularly manipulative. Yeah. Um. And and Jesse was the manipulated. Yeah. And I think in this Breaking Bad movie in El Camino, Jesse is less the manipulated and more now somebody who's very much in control of his own destiny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you mentioned that scene as well, and um, I wish it were my wife, and she who's seen all Breaking Bad as well. Yeah, and she wasn't necessarily, she didn't think it served any any real purpose behind. But I really disagreed because I thought it was really good as well to see Aaron Paul mm. play the character that started, and that contrast of you know what he what he was like at the beginning of the show as opposed to what it, what he's like by the end of it. Yeah, and I thought you didn't. It wasn't about having much happen within that scene. I thought it was very clever how almost muted it was. Yeah, um, to to show this this relationship, and ultimately that's what Breaking Bad was truly about about the relationship between Walter and Jesse there. So I know it was a bit of fan service almost to bring Walter back, but I think it was definitely a good reminder of that journey that they'd been on, so he could then move on to something else. You're right, because I think Breaking Bad was so much... And it's it's the old um, uh, term or phrase that Vince Gilligan coined where he was saying the concept of taking Mr. Chips and turn him in, by the end of it, turn him into Scarface. Yes. And El Camino is not about that at all. Yeah. It's about redemption. Yeah. It's about Jesse's redemption. It's about his... It's, it's not really so much about his escape, uh-huh. It's much more to do with him coming to terms with what's happened, moving on from it, and being a better person. Yeah. Even though he does some quite grey area things yes. during this film. Yeah. Um, right, the, the, like what, shooting people <laughs> in the still face. Shooting people. Yeah. But as well, um, Ed. What is it? Ed the, Ed the Vac or whatever. The guy who was mm. gonna let him go. Yes. He didn't need that. That didn't need to be all that. Um, hoo-ha around it but no I, I found that scene unnecessary yeah. I wouldn't have needed no, it wouldn't just have him at the end in Alaska yes you know with but I, I was interested with that concept of uh, I really like that called Sol and the stuff they're doing there 
Um, because if you've watched that show, you know as well, you're not just getting uh, a prequel series and, no. and then you get glimpses into the future. And I was wondering, would there be a segue here? But I think it was probably the best decision to keep it separate and keep it within Absolutely. Things Breaking Bad rather than Absolutely. a better the, 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 It would have paid too much fan service if you'd had at the end of El Camino, you know, Jesse working in the same Cinnabon yeah. store as, That'd as amazing. Goodman, <laughs> I still loved it. As, as, you know, as Saul Goodman, it just wouldn't have worked. And then introduce him to Better Call Saul. Be like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all in all, it's, it's a funny one because all I can say is, yes, it was fine. It didn't ruin anything, but I don't think it was necessarily... I think it was needed more for Vince Gilligan to finish his story with Jesse. I think because all... Mm. In, all well, he's, do, he's, he's doing it with Saul, but all the other major characters have had their their swan song, I suppose. They've, they've had their finish. They've their had their, their, Yeah, they've had their endings there. And I'd say even Breaking Bad... It, it, after Ozymandias feels like an epilogue in itself. Yeah. Whereas that's the that's the big point there. So it's almost an epilogue of an epilogue. Yeah. Um, but I think he just wanted, he was, I think he must have just been thinking about Jesse, how it wasn't completed there. And with how Breaking Bad is put where everything comes full circle and everything is ticked off, mm. I think it, it's potentially in terms of himself wanting to cap that off for Jesse as well. Yeah. Give him that, because uh, I think he lives with his characters, give him that freedom. Not not leave it up to chance that he could then just be sitting in a cell somewhere else. He wanted to 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 release Jesse to better, better things. Final question: Is it a classic? No, no, no. no but it's it sits not. very. I'd it's say great it, as a well. Con- it's, you said you were bored with parts of it. Yeah, I thought it was very good as a contained sort of epilogue story for Jesse Pinkman. But yeah. as a as a movie. No, I, th- I think still, if you're watching Breaking Bad, definitely in- include it within your watch. You do not. I don't feel. See, this is the thing. I don't feel that El Camino is a necessary part of your enjoyment of the Breaking Bad world. I think you could, even with that being out there on Netflix in the, in the big wide world, I think you could finish watching all of the Breaking Bad yeah. TV series. And not feel any necessity to go and watch El Camino. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you don't need to watch it. No. But I'd say it doesn't hurt to watch it. No, it doesn't hurt. So yeah, and um, now I'm just excited for Better Call Saul to come back. Now I'm excited for both that and for Adam to start talking again. Hello. Hey! <laughs> hey! And now it's time for... Oh, the good. The bad. And the, and the Bauron. Before you start, let's just very quickly mention oh, Bake Off. Yes, Bake Off. Oh, yeah. why am I who, mentioning that? Even by default, who suggested that David would win? Yeah. I think we yes. said you should take yeah, David. I think Aaron, and you were like, no, no, no he's never going to win. We Aaron, forced him upon you. The Aaron said David. The Aaron? The, David, <laughs> David is the dark horse. Steph. Oh, Steph. 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 Bless you, Steph. Bless you, Steph. New after the judging and everyone. Knew. Uh, oh, do you know what? Do you know what it is? I could, I could feel her pain. Do you know what, but do you know what it was as well? Like, who told Alice that her parents weren't going to be there? That was, that was some tricks there. I think David yeah. set that up. Because then, that, <laughs> then Alice was so conscious about. Are her you parents trying to being say that David is some sort of sociopath? No, I, do you know what? I'd really love David. There was two, two people was I wanted good. to win. It was either Alice or David, and I was very chuffed for him. It was a lovely ending to it. But Alice, like, why did no, they do I'll that? See. Why did on they the, tell her? On the night. It was not a point. David was best. But yeah, I thought... It like, was, mate. Like, his cheese thing was amazing. Yeah. Alice's pork pie, though. Beautiful. pretty good. Beautiful Steph pork pie. off the reels. Steph, oh my goodness. Who has a burger that big? Come on, Steph. Adam. <laughs> what underrated, but, you know, widely known as bad film are you going to recommend this week? So this film, it's it was originally a TV show. Right. Oh, really this is all connected. So well all done. connected. Yeah. And... It's not known as necessarily terrible, right? But people who consider the TV show usually look down upon it, mm-hmm. and they usually think it's a lesser um, okay. species. So um, this was released in 1966. The film was released in 1966. Yep. 1966. Okay. The TV show is 63 or 64. Um, it has a six out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> not bad. And. Not bad. <laughs> 
Hey, how's it? Hey, that's three out of five. <laughs> you know, in some film <laughs> ma- oh, magazines. Oh, you know what? It happens again. I was thinking Rotten Tomatoes. No, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I was thinking six percent. Like, <laughs> what are you on about? Not bad. In, in, in some, three out of ten. <laughs> in some film magazines, that's a recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Rotten Tomatoes, the critics actually eighty percent. Whoa. But, Whoa. The, but the audience was fifty-four. Ah, okay. Okay. divisive. So this was Daleks Invasion Earth. 2150 AD. Sorry, repeat that again for me. Daleks. Invasion Earth. Is there a colon in there anywhere? Um, no. <laughs> so it's just Daleks Invasion Earth. Daleks Invasion Earth. Yeah. 2150 there's no, there's AD. No pause there. <laughs> 2150 AD. Yes. So I'm just writing that down just so I can remember mm. to say Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay, great. So tell us about this film, Adam. This... Have you seen it? Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> I just wanted to double no. check. No. no, I just plucking this one out. Right, so what happens in Dalek's Invader of 2008? I'm guessing it's to do with Doctor Who. Yes, it's right. Doctor It was a sequel to the first film. What uh, was the first one? Doctor and the Daleks. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, it stars it's Peter Cushion yep. as Doctor Who. Yep. And this one actually has Bernard Cribbins. Nice. Um, yes. Later on with David Yes. Yeah. Um, so basically, this is actually based off one of the TV serials. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like introduce it to like an American market with a film, right? So I think the original TV series like story was about two two and a half hours, like three hours, mm. and they cut down the story to about one and a half hours, and it's in color and it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um. So the Doctor arrives on Earth in the future, and it finds out that some sort of like nuclear war or like waste has been on the world and it's like turning a wasteland mm. and the Daleks have came enslaved humanity and are trying to dig to the core of the earth to make it a spaceship right right and you know what right it's pretty good now there's some differences between the TV show and the um, film apart yeah. from like the hour cut out the story's pretty it usually gets you like maybe the fluff it's pretty concise yeah the difference is that the Doctor is no longer an alien. Ah. He is an old man called Doctor Who. What? Uh, <laughs> he's an old so man. So he's not just the Doctor. Like, no, first name right. Doctor. So he's, actually no, he's, doc- so he's actually Doctor Who. He's actually a Doctor. First first name's... Do- oh, he's actually a Doctor. Yeah, his first name's not Doctor. Yeah. He's actually he's called Who, and he builds a TARDIS in his back garden. Right. Just for the crack. Right. And um, he travels around time with his family. Right. And um, this is the plot of... So that was basically... Because they didn't want to introduce sort of like for the American market like something like a lot of... <laughs> too much club. <laughs> yeah, like, I, do you know what it is, Adam? I feel like I'm I'm learning a lot here. Yeah. I'm, I Because I... To be honest, I've never really been that bothered about Doctor Who. It's oh! Never, it's never been... Oh! It's never been on my radar, really. I've, you know, I, 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 I think I watched one episode that had Kylie Minogue in it. Um, oh no, that's a Christmas special. Yeah. Is that, was, that the, was that the one yeah, to do with Voyage the Titanic? The yeah. yeah, yeah. But you can't be you can't be learning from the American one though, because it's all this wrong. was an American one. This no, was, I'm just I'm was... learning I'm learning about mm-hmm. this is film history yeah. and this TV is sti- history. I'm this learning. Is still, you're, you're learning Doctor Who wrong. I this is still like a British version, but it is not for the Americans. No, you say? it was made for basically. It was like it wasn't made for the Americans, but like this, well, like we could break into America this way. <laughs> Right. Um, I understand what you mean. So, have you only ever seen one episode of Doctor Who? I've just told you I've seen one episode of Doctor Who, which had Kylie Minogue. Yes, but it. I'm <laughs> clarifying. You want? Oh, you need to watch a good. Watch I, maybe, Blink. Watch I, Blink. That's a great one. Blink. Okay. You I love that I, one. I did. My I watched, favorite was Bad Wolf and Partner of the Weirds. I think. Oh, I think what I think for me is like I episodic sci-fi TV has never really grabbed me. So I've never watched Battlestar like Galactica, for example. Oh, Battlestar Galactica! I've never watched that. I've never, I've never, I, 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 I used to watch a lot of episodes of Star Trek because I used to sit and watch them with my dad. Because um, he, Star Trek: The Next Generation, I've watched quite a few episodes of yeah. that. But no, it's never grabbed me. No, like, Sorry, Adam, I'm taking away from your film. Battlestar Galactica. Like, do you mean like the the remake where Aldi Moore did? Any it, any Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Battlestar yeah. Galactica does an amazing job of. It, it's more like a political drama half right. the time. Like it's phenomenal. But you see, oh. If you don't like TV shows, no. you might Sorry. like the film. Yeah. Okay, so I don't think I will. But you see, the reason why 
it usually is looked down upon because it isn't technically within the canon of it because... It's not Doctor Who. No, it's not no. Doctor Who, but it's very much is Doctor Who. In the sense that it's, so it's main, the main villains, the Daleks are... So and it's, so it's still a, Doctor. It's a yeah. fan a TARDIS. backlash. It, I think it's mainly a fan backlash. It also isn't owned by the BBC either. Right, okay. Um, so you, Davos? Um, no, this was before Davos was even introduced in the series. Ooh, wow. So like, Davos was introduced in Genesis of Daleks in the 70s. Yeah. And um, he continued on till now. Yeah. Um, this was in the 60s. Right. So basically, I think whilst it is like maybe a fan backlash, mm. maybe more like recent fan than like fans of the time yeah. of it not being considered canon, it is still a, quite a fun sci-fi romp of like going through this wasteland of Earth while like the Daleks have enslaved humanity. Is it almost like do you know how Marvel do their what if? It is kind of like they what present if. what if what if Doctor Who was actually a human. Yeah, it feels more like that. So Peter Cushing also does a pretty good performance. Like at the time, you'd only have William Hartnell. Yeah, and he does a different performance. Yeah. but like he still retains sort of what was there. Yeah, uh, it's still pretty good. It's much better than Dalek, Doctor Who in the Dark's the first one. That's an all right film. But Dawson Reeves is actually a pretty banging, like, apocalypse film. I recall there being a Doctor Who TV movie With in Paul the... McGann. Yes. Yes. In the early... Oh, no. In the early You're not going to suggest that no. was here. Basically, the, the reason for that yeah. was it was Doctor Who's cancelled in 89. Yeah. And they wanted to relaunch it. And that was actually a... Because the film wasn't a cool American, cool British production. It was a British production, but they thought if we change it, we could try and get America. Mm-hmm. This was a cool American, yeah. cool British. So this was came a... out a few years before Doctor Who was yeah. re-released yeah. with yeah. Christopher yeah. Eccleston. Yeah. Is that right? It yeah. was essentially yeah. meant to be a pilot, but then it never mm. got took on, so they call it the TV movie now. Right. It wasn't very good at all. No, Paul I, McGann's performance, I really enjoyed. But I quite like how they then worked him into into the series. Like, yeah, the series that they had, I thought that that was really good. Paul McGann's performance, yeah. I think, if I would have personally just brought him back for like when they brought it, like you know, like Eccleston, hmm. I would have just brought McGann back because he was actually really good in it for what he had. Uh, the master was butchered though because he like he was a snake that spit in venom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good, but. I think, okay. regardless it, of if you're going to watch this film, we need to get you watching some good episodes of Doctor Who. Like Moon. the first scene... Right, I'll tell you what, right? You you provide me with some episodes of Doctor Who and I will make I'm, every attempt to watch them. I will say... Right? So you're never going to I watch them. No, 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 That's I what we say to Adam every no. week when he pitches the film. <laughs> I will attempt say, right? to watch it. Still attempting to watch <laughs> Furry Vengeance. You know the reboots? <laughs> you know when the start of the reboot Eccleston, right? I think that's the most solid series ever. Which one? The one with Eccleston. Oh, I don't know, like... I, I didn't no. buy, I love Christopher Eccleston as an actor. I didn't buy him no, as a I, I, I don't know. I, 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 think, right. I think he didn't have a good he time either. I think Peter Capaldi is the best. Clearly, I haven't. Exit might not have been the best, but his series was like the most best constructed because everything kind of came back at the end. See, and I, it had some of the yeah. best episodes. Like the Dalek episodes are absolutely. Like, they do the Daleks right. The problem with Doctor Who nowadays, <laughs> like, they don't do the Daleks right. Like, the Daleks aren't good anymore. They made them multicolored. Right? <laughs> no, the multicolored wasn't good because in the film, the multicolored that I've been talking about. But in this version, right, because they don't kill anyone really and they just look pathetic because yeah. they're going around, they don't do anything, they're just there as decoration and they keep them feed every year. What should we do is, right, give them a few years' break and bring them back in, like, big thing. Um, the last one, which was, what was the last one? Um, what was the last episode called? The what, the, the new, new year specials. New year yeah, special. special. That so was that... that was decent. Yeah. Right. But it still had the problem that it was just like the dogs don't actually do anything. They haven't won, and like you're trying to say, all oh, the most threatening things ever. Yeah. But they never win. No, they never do. Is is Billy Piper still in some sort of purgatory somewhere? <laughs> I know what you mean, but you need to you need to watch it. We'll get you, you some episodes it. of Doctor Who. I'll okay. give you the DVD. Thanks. Well, no, I think they're all on on Netflix. Ah, oh, they are. You can just you, we'll pick are out they? some. Pick some out the, for it's me. It's the horror ones they do really well. Like Blink is what then led cool. to Stephen Moffat like taking over. And I'm unpopular because I quite liked it when he took over. Give me some oh, episodes. No, give me some. Know. Recommend some episodes to me, and I will make every attempt to watch him. Uh, I'm not gonna make any. Not well, give me really, every, really, really, no, give no, me no, every really. opportunity. Right, no, yeah, I'll, I'll make every effort. I will not yeah. make any effort. 
You, no, you're missing, I you're will missing make, out. Yeah. But you know the Weeping okay. Angels? Yes, I do know about the Weeping Angels. Like, I think you'd probably that like Blink. first one. Because Blink yeah. isn't like a Doctor really Who is, is that is that, is that, is that, so Blink is, is to do with the Weeping Angels. Carrie Mulligan? Yeah. Oh, I like Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, well, she's pretty, it's pretty much just about her. Yeah, it's not, right, I think it's the best, if you're like apprehensive of Doctor Who, and you want to try and get it. Yeah, it's a good segue. It's a good way in. And you're like, oh, that's pretty good. So, and then you get Peter Kay chasing people around <laughs> in an alien. Follow it. So they got everyone in with Blink, and then Peter Kay <laughs> running along the cobbles. Serious question though is: yeah. Is Billy Piper still in purgatory? Well, she kind of was, and then she wasn't. But it's Doctor Who, so everything that is is done like, and they'll say like, nothing can ever be changed from this moment. You wait a couple of seasons, yeah, and they'll just change everything, and then they'll say, well, it's timey wimey time travel, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Okay, so not, nothing's final with Doctor Who because she came back out of it, didn't she? She keeps going in and out. She keeps going in. Hokey cokey now, isn't it? Yeah. So there you go. come to the end of our podcast now well sort of but before we uh, say adieu uh, we're going to do our plot twist and then we're also going to do our 30 second recommendations so adam can you remind us of what the plot twist kind of question was from last week please yes it was two men are confused at the death of teenagers two <laughs> men are confused at the death of teenagers at least i hope it was no, it was following the murder oh, yeah, of teenagers. Oh, no, yeah, death of teenagers leads confused. to men being confused, yes. Yeah. Um, right. Do you know what that is? The death of teenagers leads to two men being confused. Yes. Two men. Some yes. like it hot. No. Um, dirty, rotten scoundrels. It was a Halloween special, remember? Oh, oh. Halloween special. Oh. Halloween. No. no. <laughs> uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Uh, I'm just going with anything. I think you would like this film. If you haven't seen it, I think you'd like it. But I like it. It's like, it's Is a... it the Mario Brothers movie? No, it's a, okay. uh, it's a comedy horror. Comedy oh, horror. Tucker, Tucker and Dale vs. Yes! What a film! I've seen that film, sorry. Tucker... I got so excited about that film. <laughs> Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is one of the most underrated oh, films completely. out there. It's an absolute classic. And it needs to be seen by as many people as possible. But because you... it just totally skews the whole idea Do you think that's of... the problem? Because if you turn that on... If you watch the beginning part, you'd be like, I know, I know this film. I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. This goes into too yeah. many tropes and you turn it off. You need someone there to say, no, no, just watch keep watching. It. You don't know what's no. going to happen and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Tucker and Del vs. Evil. Good one. Well done. Yeah. That's quite nice. A plot Very, twist. That's a nice one. Have you got another one? Yes. I'm right. You're typing it now. Yeah. <laughs> we are a professional. Should we, out, should we do recommendations outfit? then? then Let's come do back recommendations. Okay. 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 So, shall I do my face? Yes, you ready for yours? Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. I would like to recommend the Yorkshire-based God's Own Country. Uh, this tells the story of a local, of a, of a, York, a young Yorkshire farmer who um, starts up a relationship with a migrant worker. And it's, it's, it's been, it's effectively been um, uh, linked to films like Brokeback Mountain, for example, where it's kind of... Um, a, 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 a homosexual or gay relationship um, in and amongst um, a. Have I run out of time? You've run out of time. Oh, but I didn't so want to stop you during that. Because it's that really, part it's there. a really good, it's a, it's a beautiful film to watch, and the the two lead characters are wonderful in it as well. You can watch it on Film Four this Monday, the eleventh of November. Oh, that was, a, that was a fifty second recommendation. Yeah, sorry about film. that. No, no problem. You ready? Are you, Rob, are you ready? You want yeah, to I'm ready. I'm ready. Four, three, two, one, go. Okay, I'm, I'm going to recommend a TV show, and it's going to be The Expanse. So The Expanse started on sci-fi. It's had three seasons. They cancelled it for some ridiculous reason, but fortunately, Amazon Prime have picked it up. And The Expanse, if you've not watched it, you've got awesome cast of characters there. You've got an expansive word word world <laughs> and it's just absolutely amazing so do try and catch up get on board season four starts in december and it's gonna be astronomical what's it called again the expanse i just thought i'd get that in there before the your 30 seconds ended adam a yes. 30 second recommendation yes. three two one go so the one that i recommended during earlier well not recommended mentioned earlier golf Rangi's dog place nice love that it is basically if a show was made in the 80s but was never uh, shown and then 20, 30 years later they decided to um, bring it out to the public 
and it is got Rich Awardy, Matt Berry yeah. as one of the funniest. Well, I can't describe the humour of it. It's just out there, um, and the all the brilliant badness of AE's cheapness. Yes, comes through powerfully. Yeah, definitely. Was was Chris Morris involved in Garth Marenghi's Dollar Place? He would potentially be. Because I, I know he was involved in, in Channel 4's Nathan Barley. Yes, I think he was. He was I don't, th- that, I don't think he ever no. was involved okay. with Dollar Place. But yeah, Dollar yeah. Place, it's the, the, the way it's put together is, is a comedy in its own right. That okay. people would be I'll able. To, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> yeah. you, Rob. Sorry. Is it possible that people would be able to watch this on all four? Yes. yes. Right. That's yes. Like, all four is so good. For, like, if you know what you're looking for, yeah. Like all four's got some truly hidden. Looking gems. for. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> great. So the, Do you have your plot twist yes. for next week? Okay, let's so, hear it. A rich man with drinking problems gambles to make money. A rich man with drinking problems. Gambles to make money. Now that sounds too straightforward. Yeah, but I feel like he must have... not be gambling, or the, like money doesn't mean money. It means like snakes or okay. something. Okay. Is it possible indecent proposal? Mm. So a I rich man with okay. a drinking problem gambles to make money. That'll save the day. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hmm. Oh, I feel like that's just actual an actual synopsis. Well, that does actually sound like an actual synopsis. Yeah, yeah. but is it? Uh, <laughs> maybe the plot twist is that it it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be something really like esoteric it's going to be something like Arrival or something yeah. like that is it Arrival? oh <laughs> but yes if yeah. you if you think you know you can contact us on Twitter or on our email I'm dot talking dot here dot rbad oh at, <laughs> at gmail dot com is that correct? shall we reveal our celebrity subscriber? Do we have a slip? We've already done this, we haven't do. we? Yeah, but we didn't reveal who it was. Oh, I thought no, we did. No, we, no, we, we just oh. we just said. So, he's a contestant on this year's Strictly Come Dancing. It's Mr. Chris Ramsey. Yeah. 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 High Woo. fives, everybody! Chris, Chris, Chris. Yeah. So we we wish we wish Chris. You are Ram- Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we wish Chris. We wish Chris a uh, best of luck in, in 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 the rest of his time in Strictly. And thank I, you for listening to and us. Thank you I for can't believe to you us. listened to it all. Yeah. Oh if my you goodness. could share some of your uh, listeners with us, we'd be really grateful. That would be great. And we'll yeah. share some, we'll of, share ours some of ours with you. Yeah. We'll listen we'll, to yours. We'll, 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 we'll share a few of ours with you and you share some of yours with us. Yeah. 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 They've, yeah. Had, they've had 10 million listens of their podcast. And how many have we got? We're going to destroy them. <laughs> we're, we'll we're, share. we're around about nine million nine hundred something away from them. So if we do like a thirty percent share, that will be nice. Yeah, I think good. he'll. I think he'll get to Blackpool. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. I've lost track of it, you know. I've, have I feel you? like is it Halloween people week yet? who have, have gone shouldn't have gone, and they've gone. To I, agree. I was Dev. Dev, I was Dev should still be around. Um, Dev. Dev and. Um, thingy with Johannes what was her Catherine or something Catherine Tilsley yeah she, she should still, should be, still around. be around so yeah, I'm yeah. a bit annoyed with Strictly yes I think I'm I'm secretly boycotting it did you see, by speaking about it did you see <laughs> did you see talking about Biker Grove earlier on did you see Chris's uh, <clears throat> PJ and Duncan let's get ready to rumble Ooh, street, street dance on Saturday no I did not it was good I he, was impressed with it the ones I did watch he does seem to be getting better Yes. Yes. And it, it, it tells some very funny jokes, Chris. You tell some very funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it just leaves for us to young say... Man. <laughs> young, young man. Young man, you tell some very funny jokes. <laughs> young man. Help me to tell funny jokes, please. <laughs> so it just leaves for us to say... Oh, Chris, anytime you want to come on... <laughs> Chris, anytime you want to come on the podcast and talk movies with us, you're more than welcome. Is that our new ending to the podcast? <laughs> come, <laughs> just leave the just, just put an invitation out to Chris. To come and to yeah. So it just leaves for us to say one thing, Rob. Chris, please. <laughs> I'm leaving here. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>